Amit, thank you so much for taking time, and I enjoyed the morning session. And we all saw slide share, and I'll tell you my experience that for many months or years, I was not even aware that this was a India-born startup which had made such a big success story. And when we heard, we all got inspired, saying that we can also do something from India. So that was a, a amazing achievement for sure, and it's inspired so many other people. And thank you so much for taking time and coming out for Digital Success Summit. Uh, give us some. Uh, point us about what are you currently doing? What is your current focus? And then we'll take it from there. Right. So you know, SlideShare uh, got acquired by LinkedIn in 2012, and I was at LinkedIn for about three years after that. And post uh, my exit from LinkedIn, you know, through a series of events, you know, I ended up working for the government of India, and uh, more specifically, you know, this is part of. Uh, so I'm part of the Ministry of Electronics and IT. and mighty as it is known as and you know mighty runs the digital india program and as part of the program you know uh, the ministry has been keen to get people from the private sector to come in and help the government build certain uh, you know large scale national level infrastructure digital projects and so that's what i've been doing for the past 3 3 and a half years and uh, more specifically you might have heard of this platform called digi locker and digilocker is a application from the government of india where you know they are attempting to basically digitize the citizen records and documents and certificates so imagine things like your you know pan passport aadhar your school certificates and all so the idea is to get them issued by uh, to get put them on the platform coming directly from the government's uh, servers and then build a complete paperless ecosystem around it so it's a national level uh, you know digital infrastructure very critical project and i have been working as the architect for that so that's that you know takes up most of my time and a little bit of uh, you know whatever is left is for the startup ecosystem and i uh, love interacting with startups obviously and sometimes i do angel investments but uh, but no, i would say still primarily what i've been doing is more on the government side with a little bit of Uh, you know time spent on the startup side fantastic and i think this is a great contribution uh, being at the government level you can contribute in a much bigger scale and something like digital locker can actually digi locker can actually change a lot of things that we do uh, so when a lot of startups and uh, growing companies they have ambitions to work with government is it is it easy to work with government should they focus on working with government what is your suggestion yeah you know i get asked that question very often um so i would say that uh, you know by definition startups are small and you know they are just growing and they don't have a lot of resources or bandwidth that's just uh, the reality of the situation and uh, while it is true that the government has immense potential government is the biggest market and government incidentally is the biggest buyer for any product in the country if you just add them up you'll see that look at the csd uh, system that you have it's the biggest buyer for fmcg products across the country and the same holds true for most other uh, uh, you know markets as well but uh, you know unfortunately the government's procurement norms and buying processes are not uh you know as uh, supportive or you know they are probably they were designed for a different uh, class of companies so in that sense you know startups would find it uh, difficult to kind of you know meet up to the procurement norms and uh, that often proves to be a challenge and uh, i would uh, my my advice on this front would be that uh, if you are very early stage then you know 
do maybe it's not a great idea to focus a lot on the government from a business perspective right don't uh, it's probably you know you can you can look at the private sector for your uh, primary monetization you can have a few a little bit of business coming from the government side but where the government can absolutely play a huge role is is like a reference customer right because if you can actually showcase that you know you've managed to sell to the government and you have ongoing relationship with them and everybody knows that the government's own criterion and norms you know are at a certain they are they're set up in a certain way so if they have actually uh you know agreed to contract with you and buy things from you and you know have a con- have a you know any kind of a relation business relationship i think that's kind of uh, like it's a tick against your name the way you have it on social media these days so so to my mind you know think of the government as a reference customer try to have maybe a few projects uh that you can cite for others and i'm sure you will be able to leverage that from a business perspective but uh, if you're early stage i wouldn't recommend you know trying to do a lot of business or you know have the government as the biggest buyer and it it probably is not uh, geared up that way and when you started you explained that the whole digital was very different than today uh that's one part of it uh what are the main things that you see as a bigger change in the digital sphere oh i think there's been like complete um, you know upheaval if i were to put it this way I mean just the internet as a phenomenon I mean if you compare it to 15 years ago or 20 years ago I think the first time maybe people in India were exposed to the internet was what I what comes to my mind is maybe they tried to book a ticket on IRCTC right that would have been probably their first attempt at doing something uh, online uh, and you know that has you know kind of come to a stage where you know I'm from Delhi and my wife now has started buying milk and bread from uh from a local shopping app you know they kind of come in every day and they kind of do that so you can imagine that you know from something like irctc to something as mundane and as common place as buying milk and bread uh now pretty much every service or every need or a want that uh, customer has there is a digital way to do it digital is a channel to kind of so in many ways digital is uh you know kind of rewriting fundamental you know or it's making fundamental changes to business flows uh, you know entire industries are being reimagined so that's on the overall uh, i would say the business side just at a consumer level the fact that you know you now have ubiquitous uh, internet connectivity via you know these mobile devices and now you know there's everyone talks about the geo effect and uh, so that's its impact has been absolutely astounding and you know we were talking in the summit and uh, all of us agreed that you know geo kind of marks like a watershed there's a pre geo phase and there's a post geo phase so the the availability of you know ubiquitous cheap internet uh, the you know devices mobile devices and all kinds of devices so and just the internet as a phenomenon I think so overall uh, you know I I think 2019 we are just talking of a completely different era and to top it all actually there is also a very strong entrepreneurial culture that seems to be setting in you know back when uh, I uh, my entrepreneurial journey started in 2003 and you know back then frankly this word uh, startup did not exist in the lexicon of most Indians it was a very foreign word and people understood the word business quote unquote and uh, to be honest the the word business actually came with a fair de- degree of negative connotations right 
there were certain you know imageries assorted attached with who could do a business or who could be successful and not all of them were very uh, you know uh, conducive or very positive but now absolutely absolutely and especially you know business was not something that people from middle class uh, education focused families at all did but look at the entrepreneurial activity now most people that you will see actually had no they they don't have any business background they're not coming from business families they're coming from very education oriented families so that's that's the other societal change that i see is that there is just uh, you know far more of entrepreneurial activity there is an acceptance of entrepreneurship as a de facto and uh, you know mainstream uh, professional uh, thing that you could do and uh, so that's kind of you know feeding into the the general growth of the internet as a phenomenon and um, so if you have to go back since you touched about entrepreneurship and you work with a lot of startups so if you look back what are the things that you would have done differently with the knowledge that you have gained in the whole journey of entrepreneurship if you would have to do things differently what are the things that you will do it differently yeah you know it said that you know everybody is wiser in hindsight and you know <laughs> you you obviously you know um, can learn from your own mistakes um, uh, i think that you know one of my and this is this might be you know just me uh, but um, understanding the role so entrepreneurship are is is all about you know being experimental uh, failing learning from failure and uh, then it's about you know cultivating relationships uh, setting up an organization hiring people motivating them driving them and i would say that my biggest learnings or the areas that have surprised me have actually been on the organizational side how do you get a you know a bunch of people to start believing in the idea behind your company or your startup how do you motivate them how do you take them along uh i would say some of my most spectacular failures during my entrepreneurial journey actually have been in that bucket and i kind of you know took many 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 uh instances for me to kind of you know figure out even what is happening and then kind of you know improve on that so to your question i would say that uh if i had to do this again you know i'd be more watchful of on that side because at the end of the day you know the reality is that uh, uh organizations run because of people right people are your uh, the raw material quote unquote for any business enterprise and your success and, and there's a little bit of a trap i would say is that because entrepreneurship on the other hand is all about i me myself how can i solve this problem how can i break through all this and you do it initially it it kind of gets you started it gets you originated and then you immediately run into this problem where to scale it you know one just one person being the originator is actually a very bad thing right so th- that's the point that i'm trying to uh, make is that and i kind of learned it the very hard way so so that's an area of you know building organizations and getting people in the organization to kind of you know uh, motiv- be motivated and sign up for what you're doing i would probably try to do it better than i did last time and and uh, since there are a lot of talented people today if you see any person at a 21 year 22 year they are much more wiser than anyone who was at I, i may not use the word wiser but at least they are much more exposed they are more knowledgeable and thus they are more, much more wiser than when we were at that particular age but at that time also 
you know like they are seeking at the uh, advice or seeking advice that how can i be a better professional professional or better entrepreneur at this particular age what is your advice for someone who is growing in their career what are the things that they should be watchful of to become a you know like a kind of a balanced person or a, a more effective professional or entrepreneur so it actually again ties back to some of my experiences and one of the things that i actually love about the internet is that it is besides being you know for communication and knowledge and transactions and all that the internet is a tremendous self discovery platform right. because it just you know immediately gives you access to to different streams of thoughts different streams of news you can actually tap into this and and you know i go back to uh, you know the advent of web 2.0 where all of these things emerge and it immediately became clear that for you to be for any human being to be able to kind of you know grasp all this thing around them there's a very important role of applications which will act as a aggregators right. and then be act as filters right. right because the information overload that you know that the internet throws at you Absolutely. to be able to make sense out of it you immediately need to kind of you know put in these layers in front of yourself you're Absolutely. aggregating and then you're filtering Absolutely. and those kind of things so the point being that i think uh, the internet is a great tool for self discovery for understanding what your strengths are for understanding maybe where areas of uh, developments is needed and then immediately you know getting in touch or getting connected to people who could help you do that right right, right. Uh, so so that's one of the the beauties of the internet and the fact that if you look at any of these latest surveys about the future of work and uh, you know i'm forgetting the actual number but it is believed that you know some 40% of the white collar workforce by 2030 is going to be self employed yeah right uh, if i'm getting the numbers yeah, it's 40%, 40% it's somewhere in that region so that is a mind boggling figure right Absolutely. who would have thought of that 10 years ago i mean our entire economy our you know our all professional endeavors were geared up towards you know we need to get qualified and then we need to go and work for somebody else now we are saying that a very significant part of you know our society is actually go is gearing up to work for themselves right, right? i don't know it's 2030 or 2020 uh, <laughs> because i read 2020 that it was in the us statistics maybe. i i remember uh, yeah it is definitely one of the oft uh, quoted uh, you know studies and uh, we can look that up but i i'm it, it definitely points towards a fairly paradigm shift from Absolutely. what we have at present 100%, 100%. so to your question about you know uh, young professionals coming into the workforce uh, the combination of these two things a the fact that people are going to be self employed as the projections are and b the fact that you know the internet is going to pervade even more aspects of our life right. and the fact that you know you can actually teach yourself and learn things from the internet so it it kind of you know i i, I shudder to think you know what work life would look like in 2035 you know or maybe you know even even 10 years later it's going to look like it's not going to look very very different right oh, yeah absolutely absolutely and in fact i was talking to leo uh, leo had the same opinion that because he is at 17 year old he said that we don't want to get a 9 to 5 job just tell us what needs to be done give us a week we will decide our time sheet that what we need to come what we need to do but we'll get the work done so the perspective about work is getting changed in every generation Absolutely. and there are other trends as well for example look at this whole thing about asset ownership right. the fact is that you know his kind of generation the yeah. the z the z generation i mean they 
they will actually not buy, try to own or buy as many houses as many cars as many you know things uh, that we try to possess because that generation is just going to be brought up in a very different way so the reality is that you know our professional uh, uh, lives and our, even our markets uh, society there's a lot of structural changes that one can expect over the next uh, you know decade or so just by virtue of the fact that the internet is now just going to pervade uh, different aspects of our life absolutely and since the hotel is only booked for few more hours so i can continue and go on but i'm sure that you have many other things to do uh, just the last question that since this is our second edition we're doing a series called two years two tips so what are the two most powerful tips that you want to share with rest of the world that can be beneficial Okay so uh two tips so let me think of it and the, the so a couple of things that come to my mind and you know I must uh, as I say this I must uh, put out the caveat that you know maybe this is just me uh, but uh, hope that uh, you know there are others also that might see some uh, you know patterns there so one is that and you know it is actually related to our conversation just now is uh, the fact that things are changing so fast I think one of the one of the ways it impacts human beings is just what i would call the planning horizon that we have for our lives right when we when people like you and i were in college we used to think you know let's get educated get professionally qualified and then we are set up for our lives right and maybe you know we came to the private sector and we in the private sector people change a few jobs and if we go back to one generation before us our parents you know they a lot of them were working in the government and they never changed jobs they were just there. uh but uh, but given the way the future of work is now oriented i think one of what it does to people's people is just is that you have to realize that you know the planning cycles for your career and and work in general are going to be very very shortened right there's there's probably not that much point thinking you know 20 years ahead or 15 years ahead i think you should kind of be more focused on your core skills and then be ready to say that yeah you know what i'll do this for you know over the next 3 or 4 years but i also realize that there are there are changes around the corner that i don't know yet and i can't predict and there's no point trying to kind of you know uh, plan uh, my career long so that is one of the key things that has happened to me is that you know post my entrepreneurial journey i've kind of become more short <laughs> you know uh, short uh, sighted in terms of my planning horizon and I think the second thing is something that uh, is off talking about uh, talked about in the startup ecosystem it's just about how you deal with failure is that uh, you know failure is not a uh, you know it's not a final uh, blot on you but it's just you know kind of a stepping stone for the next attempt once you internalize this thought or once you kind of you know it takes root in your mind in a deep way uh then actually you will start approaching many things around you in your life in a different way right and i think that's what the entrepreneurial uh, uh, you know advent of entrepreneurialism in the society is going to immediately do it's just going to expose people to the fact that you know uh, just because you didn't fail in your first attempt there's no reason for you for yourself to be downcast or say that you know this is the end of everything it's just so i think again that's going to you know emotionally mentally just the way we are kind of you know set up uh, or we plan our lives i think it's going to bring about uh, tremendous change absolutely absolutely
and i think all these points will add a lot of value to our uh, users and uh, if you have any further questions we will try to find if amit is around or otherwise you know he's there on social media you can anyway uh, follow him and i keep following him he shares some interesting data and and new knowledge and you keep getting the knowledge out of it thank you so much for taking time thanks and a lot for uh, you know having me over for the digital success summit i think it's it's the first time actually i've come to uh, to kolkata for a technology or a startup event wow. and uh, but you know this has been a great opportunity to interact with uh, the community here and thanks a lot to windows net tech for for this opportunity absolutely i hope you enjoyed the whole session absolutely all right thank you so much thank you. thank you thank you thank you sir